You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It is Friday, March 18th, 2022. I'm Shauna. Beckler is away today. He took the day off. Um... I was making fun of him because I was like, you're taking the day off immediately after St. Patrick's Day. Everybody's going to assume that you're just calling in hungover. Uh, But actually, no, he was taking the day off because he was feeling a little burnt out, wanted to spend some time with family. He said he didn't go out last night. He just hung out. So there you go. He will return on Monday. It's so funny when you do the show solo. I'm just, I was so wired all night long. So I feel like a bit of a zombie. Do you ever get that thing where your eyes are tired? Like my eyes physically don't want to stay open anymore. Like I'm forcing them to stay open. My mom used to always say, I'm going to keep them open with toothpicks. And honestly, as dumb as that sounds, I I feel that way a little bit right now. But it's going to be an amazing weekend here. The weather's supposed to be really mild. It's been almost creepishly warm. Like, it's just been super warm for so long that the skating rink across from my house is now grass. And I mean, I know we're midway through March, but normally we, you know, we still have a lot of cold temperatures and snow and everything else right now. So this is a bit bizarre. Not complaining, not complaining, just saying it's a little bit weird. Okay. Coming up, we have, uh, we actually brought back Fiddling with Shauna, a rare reappearance of that. I've had a couple requests for that recently, so you can play along with that. See if you can guess the theme song I played. We may bring that back the odd time. You never know. On top of that, we saw how accurate my Arcade Fire rendition of the new song was. I don't know if you heard about this, but earlier on this week, the band released some sheet music, and it was a hint of the new song. So uh, Beckler asked if I could fiddle that, and I did. And then we did a side-by-side comparison this week of that versus the actual tune. So we'll get to that. We've got another TV trope that is quite unbelievable. I have a great idea for a new type of car package, actually, that I think would fly, especially in small towns. But first, the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I got a request from friend of the show, Kate. She was asking where the origin of the term tomboy came from. So uh, I looked it up for her. Back in the 1500s, the name Tom was used to mean the average male, kind of like how John is used today. Like we now say John Doe in place of an average man and even in the court of law, right? Well, back then, I guess Tom was used instead. I don't know why we switched. I wonder. John just became more popular than Tom. We're like, Tom, you're out. Next, John is in, okay? This is actually the same reason, though, that Tom is used in the terms tomfoolery to mean a male who kind of clowns around, or tomcat, which way back when meant a man who chases woman. But again, just tom in place of generic man, right? Well, when it came to the term tomboy, it was originally used to describe a man who was impolite or rowdy. Ah, yeah, real tomboy, real 
classic male, so to speak. And then around the year 1545, this term was used to refer to an immodest woman or a harlot. And then quickly it changed from that to refer to a girl who acted like a boisterous boy. So the whole immodest woman thing didn't last very long. Then it changed to like, you act like a boy who's kind of spirited, much closer to how we use it today. Another theory, though, is that tomboy came from the Saxon word tumber, meaning a dancer or a romper. And the word may have started as tumba boy, meaning one who likes to tumble around like a boy. In other words, a woman who's a bit less feminine or a little less proper in the way that they're supposed to act. And they instead like to romp around or tumble around like the boys, less poised. So that is where tomboy came from. Thanks to Kate for that request. Fascinating stuff, really. Etymology with Shauna. X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. On X92.9. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. It is not followed by what appears to be a new business here in Calgary. And first off, it's a pun business name, which of course they know. They know. A good pun always blows my dress up. First off, though, the name. It's Bear Maids. Okay, and bear spelled B-A-R-E as in like, you know, bear naked. And they're apparently a naked cleaning company. So we're going to get into this in a minute. But first, the name, okay? Play on barmaids, but bear maids, get it? So definitely could be added to the Fortune 500 list, which, of course, is Beckler and my list of good local pun business names. So good for you on that. Now, we need to unpack what exactly bear maids does here. So at first, when I heard this, I assumed these were exotic dancers that you could hire to dress up in, you know, the sexy French maid costumes for a bachelor party, for example, because... Well, I mean, that's, that's cliche and sexy and everything else. But here's the thing. According to their website, they actually clean as well. And apparently they clean in the nude. So they describe themselves as an exotic cleaning and party services business. And they say serving Calgary and surrounding areas. So they made it clear that they do, in fact, actually clean. Do you think they're just saying that? Like, is that just what they have to say? Or will they actually clean your house naked? Because I think that's absolutely genius. I clean naked. It's a great thing to do. As you walk around, you, I don't know, you feel free, I guess. I would actually be tempted to hire them if they do. Like, go for it. Clean naked my place. Not to mention, I mean, I guess you'd be certain they're not dragging any dirt in your house, right? There's... Nowhere to really hide that. BNS in 20 minutes or less. So earlier on this week, Arcade Fire was talking about how they're about to announce a brand new song called The Lightning 1-2 with the Roman numerals 1-2. And Beckler saw this. And along with that announcement, they actually released a little snippet of music. And it was said to be the chorus of their new song. So they gave you this music and then the chords. So if you wanted, you could actually figure it out yourself before the song itself was officially released. So he asked me if I could bust out the fiddle and play this music that Arcade Fire provided for this new track. So I did. And if you didn't hear it, this is what it sounded like. According to the music that they provided, that was supposed to be what it kind of ish sounded like, obviously, more or less. Well, we've finally gotten a little preview of this official new song, and here it is to see if I was anywhere close or if I was way off the mark. This is a little snippet of brand new Arcade Fire called The Lightning 1-2. 
I was close. I sped it up a little bit, but there you go. And then into the chorus here, this is when things get juicy. doing here let's just play the whole damn song not entirely certain i should be but who cares i haven't heard this yet either so this is brand new arcade fire it's lightning one two the bns and 20 minutes or less podcast a friend of mine lives in a small town in australia and he posted about how at the local diner there there were two cars with the keys just left in the ignition you know that's the kind of small town charm that i love just so damn safe you can just leave your keys in the ignition frig why not who's gonna steal it your neighbor john I actually have relatives who do that with farm vehicles because, I mean, they're on the farm and the vehicles are crap, so they're not too concerned. But to be able to just, you know, run errands and go for lunch and leave your keys right there in the ignition is just hilarious to me. Here's the thing, though. You can't do that with newer cars, can you? Because most of those newer cars automatically lock. Really, that's kind of too bad. Got me thinking, though. Car dealerships almost need to offer a small town package, like a package built exclusively for those that live in small towns. It would have less security features, you know? No need for seatbelt warnings. You're just, hell, you're going down the road. You know, no need for locking doors because who's going to steal it? No one in this town. In fact, the doors should automatically unlock in case somebody needs a place to sleep or a place to escape a polar bear, which still so funny to me because that's actually encouraged in Churchill, Manitoba, that you keep your car unlocked in case somebody comes by a polar bear and they need somewhere to hide so they can just jump in. God, I love this country, honestly. I was trying to think of what else the small town package could include, though. A small beer fridge, maybe? You know, the cops, they, they're they just going to escort you home if you're a little tipsy anyway, right? Or how about this one? It should come with an automatic finger that gestures up from the steering wheel to wave at oncoming drivers. You know, for that staple small town finger wave that everybody gives each other while passing through town. Somebody needs to make this package a thing, I think. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Someone suggested that maybe you should have like a, an old school GPS that just talks about the giant bushes and trees around too. Because of course, small towns, you don't give directions based on street names and stuff. It's like, ah, turn right at the big birch tree, which I mean, that's true as well. Yeah, just pointing out all the different trees. Okay, would you like us to navigate you to the nearest tree? Yes, excellent. Maybe a heater as well. I was thinking about this because I know a lot of people who live in small towns and they'll drive to the next town over to get like KFC or whatever fast food that they don't have in their own town. And sometimes it's like a 40 minute drive to go pick up your favorite food. So if you want to keep it hot, it would be nice to have maybe a little a heater oven or something in a small town car package as well. So that when you do get back to your place and want to enjoy that food, it's still warm for you. Maybe a couple extra seats in the back, the, the bed of the truck as well. Just fold down seats for all those times that you drive around in the middle of nowhere too. Lots of options for this package. I truly think it should exist though. I think people will buy it. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Death from above tickets to give away as we've been doing all week. But I was thinking that maybe we could do something we haven't done in a long while, but fiddling with Shauna. I actually had a couple requests for this recently being like, you should bring that back sometime. And I was like, why not today? Let's do it. So how this works is I'm going to play a theme song on my diddle and you just have to guess it. And if you guess it right, okay, then you get the tickets. Easy as that. You can phone 238-9929 once you think you maybe know it. This one I'm even giving you a bit of a hint because you can almost hear the real theme song underneath as well. But here we go. You know this. Give me a shout. 
So if that sounds familiar to you, 238X929, give me a shout and you'll go to death from above, okay? It's that easy. Let me know. Who's this? Jackman. Oh, hi, Jackman. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Okay, do you think you know what that theme song is? Yeah, Trailer Park Boy theme. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't even a question. You basically said that before I even said anything. <laughs> Okay, well, fine. Uh, I guess you're going. I mean, it's that easy. That's awesome, Jackman. So you have tickets to Death from Above, man. Sweet. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Here's another popular TV and movie trope for you. That all people can get out of being tied up. Like, apparently all criminals need to join Boy, Boy Scouts or something to learn how to properly tie a knot. Because people seem to always be able to wriggle their way out of there somehow, you know? And then... Okay, when the hostage does wind up getting loose, a fight breaks out. And at some point, the bad guy drops his weapon and it somehow winds up just out of reach. You know what I mean? The victim will be lying there and the gun or the knife will be just out of their reach, just so close there. And then there's always an epic battle to get a hold of the weapon, which, of course, the good guy will always win. Like, I can't imagine in real life criminals always happen to drop their weapons just out of reach, do they? Just a... A bunch of butterfingered criminals we have here. Like, if that's the case, maybe all these criminals should be wearing those those grippy football gloves that allow receivers to make those those crazy catches. You know, because I'm pretty sure you can climb walls in those. No dropping your weapons then. Also, the fact that every hostage manages to somehow miraculously be able to reach for said weapon at some point—that also incredible. You know, just out of reach, and then oh, oh, there it is. They all must use the force. Just come to me. Ah, oh, yes. Got the weapon. We're good now. V and S in 20 minutes or less. It is time for the most important part of this radio program. It's the Friday morning pizza chat. Thanks to Alice Pizza. The hills are alive with the sound of pizza. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Big fan of that one. So this is a bit weird, and I've actually been waiting for today to talk about this, but... Somebody left a bunch of pizza crusts on the hood of my car earlier this week, and it was inside my secure underground parkade. Like, they ate the pizza and then just left the crusts on my hood. And it's a little bit scary to me because I was like, is this a sign for something? Is this a neighbor letting me know that they're angry with me? You'd think you'd just leave a note in that case, though, rather than... A bunch of random pizza crusts. No, it was crusts from four slices of pizza, too. And I'm a little bit upset because I love crusts, so this seems like a waste. And they left some of the, like, good meaty pizza parts on this crust, too. So, and I guess I have some neighbors that are a bunch of lazy pizza eaters, too. But why? Like, who goes and takes crusts and then goes, oh, I just, I'm, I'm going to put these down on, on somebody's hood of their vehicle. Like, who does that? I actually honestly am a bit scared that it it's supposed to be like a threat or something like that. Like some places call pizza crust pizza bones. So is this somebody trying to tell me something in my building? Again, it's got to be a neighbor because it was in our secure underground park gate. Like did they just forget? You know, somebody was like, oh, got to put these here while I go grab something else and then just leave it on my. It's very strange. Like this is weird behavior, you know? Maybe I should, like, hang the pizza crusts around the building or something just just to haunt the person who did it. Like, I know. You're like, oh, I don't know what to make of this. Just very odd thing to do. Anyway, let's go back to Julie Andrews. With pies that have for a thousand years. Beautiful. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Bailey sent me another white girl quote she saw yesterday, and it was this one right here. Once you become fearless, you become limitless. Oh, that's beautiful. 
But then I got thinking about this quote, and I, I have to disagree, I think, because we are not limitless. Like, if you all of a sudden decide it's a good idea to jump off a cliff because you have no fear, you are not, in fact, limitless and, and actually could die. You know, like, you need fear to make sure you don't do something completely stupid, don't you? You don't quite have enough fear in some instances, which can actually get me into trouble. I leave my door unlocked sometimes because I'm not overly afraid of somebody breaking in. But honestly, that's not good because somebody could very well break in. You shouldn't leave your door unlocked. I've gone off jumps on my snowboard and hurt myself because I didn't have quite enough fear. I think I need more fear in some instances. As a human, you need a little bit of fear just to to know that you probably shouldn't fly off that cliff. You know, otherwise... Again, you you could die. So I don't think I agree with this white girl quote. I, You know what? I'm taking it off the list. Stupid. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 minutes or less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.